Total Sports Enterprises at the Mall at Robinson has a one-track mind. Sports. Check out tseshop.com for a list of events like Saturday's fab favorite, Ryan Shazier, who will make his first appearance since his injury last fall. And he will sign autographs at 1 p.m. on Saturday. And you can get your pre-sale items at tseshop.com. And you can make Father's Day special with a Shaleve ticket. Now let's start the Jagoff podcast from the cruising tiki boat on the Mon. According to the Oxford Dictionary, the word Jagoff is defined as a noun, which means a stupid, irritating, or... Here's how Pittsburghers define a word Jagoff. When someone cuts you off on a parkway. Jagoff! Or someone scares the out of you. Yeah, Jagoff! Or it's a term of endearment. How you been, Jagoff? Hey everybody's Jim Crenn. I'm Jackie Kane. This is Mark Madden. Larry Richard. Captain Wild Bill. Kurt Angle. Rocky Blyer. Bonnie Diver. Rick Sevak. Mike Wysocki. John Steigerwald. Greg Brown. Tyler Kennedy. Santonio Holmes. And this is the Jagoff Podcast. So we are, it's uh, 10 o'clock in the morning. We are drinking, but it's only Ish. water. <laughs> yeah, we right. Were we're supposed to be here at 10, but That's it's right. a little later. Yeah. And uh, we are on the brand new cruising tiki boat, one of the two here in Pittsburgh. And we're going to talk to Dale, our captain, right. not pilot, right? Not our pilot captain. or navigator. <laughs> right. Correct. We're going to talk to him. But um, anyway, so. Uh, we thought it'd be kind of cool to just take all of our guests on a little tiki boat ride. Right, right. and we were a little bit limited on guests, so uh, we couldn't have the full band here that we wanted right. because <laughs> there's a little bit. But, you know, I was expecting it to be so much smaller. Whenever yeah. you hear that it can fit up to X amount of people, I cannot believe how roomy and spacious, and it's such a visual. Yeah, it's it's totally cool, and uh, we're going to talk to Dale whether we quack or not when we see the duck yeah, boats, right? I so, think it's yeah. going to be no. <laughs> <laughs> he said it's the yeah. wrong tour. But today was made possible for us. Obviously, Total Sports Enterprises is always our sponsor. But our friend Chandler Carranza yes. from Old Smoky Distillery is actually sponsoring this today because he has the greatest in uh, moonshine and whiskeys, all different flavors. And there's also recipes on his website that we will put in the show notes. Right. So when you come on the Cruise and Tiki Bar, and we'll talk about that with Dale, you bring your beverages. Correct. And uh, you would definitely want to bring some Old Smoky uh, moonshine, and um, because you just should, it'll make it a much better Especially time. Especially the apple pie. Especially if, you if you're with people you don't like. My recommendation, <laughs> right? We're pretty lucky today, though, because we're with some people we like. Yeah. We're with our old time favorite, Rick Seaback. Yeah, man. I mean, I think Rick is one of those people that when they talk about Saturday Night Live and how many times like Steve Martin has hosted, <laughs> yeah. we're so lucky because I think this is like. Like five for yep. Rick or something think, like that? Think, so. Yeah, he might be one of the most frequent guests yeah. at this point. Yeah. yeah. So he's here to talk about his Nebby series that was a big GoFundMe uh, thing last year. Right? Yep. And, uh, and we have Dale, who's our pilot, who we're going to talk to in a second here. And Katie, uh, Katie Love, right? Do I have that right? Oh, that's very right. See, that's <laughs> right. And so Katie is a social media expert here in Pittsburgh. And it's interesting. She used to be a TV reporter right. and found social media to be her link to kind of success and yep. to get and out of standing around smoking <laughs> fires and ruining all of her clothes, right? Yeah, there you go. So uh, anyway, and that's so been such a hot topic for us lately. Yeah. So I think it's perfect timing for her to be on. Absolutely. So let's first go to oh, who our music today is? Yeah, it's actually the Flow Band, F L O W. We had the privilege of hearing them at five sixty five in Bellevue, and they're frequent flyers there because their music's so great. It's kind of a Caribbean feel, but they kind of get you up and moving and we thought that would be perfect for today yeah so much for our help wanted ads about a ukulele player to come on the tiki bar with <laughs> us it didn't work out so uh, so you're gonna hear the flow band now and next we're gonna talk to our pilot dale as we cruise up and down the river he's a captain Seems to be perfect music, right? Uh, Katie, have another drink of water. Yeah. <laughs> Pass around. We're passing around cold drinks today. Oh, you almost spilled yours. That was yeah. almost a party file. Yeah. Uh, so our uh, our navigator today, our captain, our pilot, 
our chief guy with one of the coolest shirts. It's really it's a it's a tight race between who has the best shirt on between Rick Seaback and, oh, and, yeah. and Dale. Well, Dale has the upper hand because he does this all the time. Yeah. Right? You have to dress the part. Yeah, <laughs> right? I understand. So, Dale, you uh, when I said about do, when we see the boat, do we quack, 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 quack? You said what? Uh, I said that's the wrong tour jag off. <laughs> <laughs> so you've done this before or you've yes. met John before. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dale, we got to talk a little bit before we came on just to get a little bit of background about you. And I was mistaken. I thought you were a Pittsburgher gone Floridian back to Pittsburgh, but wrong, Rachel, wrong. It was just two months in Florida to kind of get this thing designed and ready to come here, correct? Yeah, I'm a frequent Florida traveler. I love the Sunshine State, but uh, (laughs) I'm Pittsburgh born and raised, born in Carrick, lived in Carrick most of my life. My mom still lives over there. Um, And I now live in Washington County. So traded the city life for the country life but uh we have florida in our blood and uh myself and my fiance joe she's also a co-owner of the company and our friend jason um you know we are frequent travelers to florida we love the sunshine we love the atmosphere down there and uh about a year and a half ago we saw this idea on a social media site for boaters um one of the videos from cruising tiki's the original uh creator of this company and the maker of the boats he had a video that went viral, so I saw it, procrastinated, kept telling myself this was perfect for Pittsburgh, never did anything until it got really, really cold a couple months ago, last winter, and uh, decided we were going to make a trip down to Florida, so we reached out to the owner of the company, Greg Darby. Um, we went down there to Fort Lauderdale, met him and his wife, actually got to go out on the boat, took it out on the intercoastal saw how well made they were saw how well they handled on the water and we were sold so we put an order in for two boats and uh may 3rd we got our first boat and uh just a couple weeks ago we got our second boat you make it sound so easy like the process (laughs) like you just described the entire process in 3.2 minutes i'm actually really disappointed because i wanted it to be my buddies and i were out drinking yeah and one thing led to another and we went and bought these two tiki boats that's really that's for another podcast (laughs) (laughs) so the censored version is how so how do they make it i mean obviously we don't we don't want to be too technical but but what goes into this so that it has the sturdiness and the ability to navigate actually the first one that was built by greg darby uh was built for his backyard he made it in his backyard um he lives on a canal in florida so he decided to make something just to float in the canal behind him he was a big fan of tiki boats or tiki bars so he built one he put a motor on it ended up just taking it to his local uh bar along the water down there in florida somebody took a video of it and it went viral so he built another one for a friend and then jimmy buffett actually owns the third one of these built i thought that yeah Yeah. i read that okay yeah so jimmy buffett owns the third one he was supposed to be our music today but he was a little bit busy (laughs) he's just running late (laughs) now we see a gateway clipper uh boat here can we possibly play chicken with them or no Uh, we could do that no no we're not going to do that no you said this goes what like six to eight mile an hour yeah our top speed is six to eight miles an hour it's got a 30 horsepower suzuki motor on it um yeah so 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 we don't we don't get anywhere fast um i tell everyone we don't take you to a destination because we are the destination if you see some of the boats passing us or the gateway clipper or people on shore um they're always pointing waving it's probably the most photographed boat on the water yeah um everybody wants to be here so you guys are lucky today i love the fact <laughs> so you, right be, right after you started, uh, Lester Holt came to town and did a little stand-up news thing from the boat from the uh, shore yeah. about Pittsburgh. And yeah. the closing scene, there you are just kind of hovering around, but kind of like absolutely. not creepy at all. You're just right over his shoulder. Absolutely unscripted, absolutely unplanned. I kind of had an idea that he was coming into town. I knew he was going to be filming somewhere live. I had no idea the location. So I just went out and, uh, you know, we're a new business, so I was just trying to get yeah. the product out there. And it just so happened that they went crazy over it while they were on a commercial break. Um, and the producers, I guess, had waved me closer to the shore <laughs> to kind of position me into the shot, so to speak. And uh, it was windy and the current was a little strong that day. But I got where I needed to be. Yeah. And um, what happened was we were on commercial and I just waved to him and I said, welcome to Pittsburgh. Not knowing that the segment was about immigrants in Pittsburgh coming to Pittsburgh and how they have, you know, a host family yeah, from Pittsburgh right. making... Uh, immigrant families feel welcome 
So it segued perfectly into mm, yeah. what he said. He said, I feel pretty welcome in Pittsburgh. I even got away from the guy on the floating yeah. tiki bar. Yeah. I never expected it, didn't know until someone told me and my phone started blowing up. But uh, yeah, we've definitely been very fortunate with social media. That's pretty much the platform that we've had yep. to uh, advertise and uh, not much anything else. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a pretty high bar to set when Lester Holt. Yeah. Closes out the NBC Nightly News with you. <laughs> yeah, so, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, right. And I love the fact that uh, you're a guy who actually is having a chance to enjoy retirement. You did a pretty diff- difficult job, law enforcement, right. before this. And uh, you here you are just hanging out on a boat every day. I actually thought that this was going to be less stressful, but that has not been oh, the case. Right? <laughs> yeah. I just don't have to chase anyone now. <laughs> so what types of groups are you booking now? Because I know you said you got the second boat on May 18th, and by May 19th you were already out on the water. Yeah, we started with uh, we started with a group that actually came from Florida, a oh. group of marine biologists that came back. They were from Pittsburgh, went down to Florida. They're marine biologists, and they came back, and they wanted to uh, do something unique and they found us so uh, we actually that was actually our first trip and uh, after that we had a couple Canadians from uh, Toronto Canada they came down here it was a double bachelor party so they booked two boats because we can actually tie the boats together that seems a little crazy I guess they were probably yeah Yeah. you know they were great guys they were out they were fun they had a great time and we have some video of them they actually stood on the front of the two boats with their hands over their heart as we went past the pirates are playing and as we went past the stadium they actually stood with their hands over their hearts and they did the canadian national anthem they sung it. Wow. so it was it was pretty cool wow it was, it was pretty they cool. have way more tame bachelor parties in canada i guess yeah, than we do here, here in pittsburgh but we do we sure. do birthday parties i mean you can you know it's byob we provide you with ice a cooler bottled water um a a good-looking captain, um, <laughs> male and female. We have male and female captains on the boat, and uh, you know you can bring your own beer, you can bring your own snacks, and uh, we don't want to promote it as a booze cruise. Yeah, um, you know because we don't want people to get the idea they can come out here and be irresponsible. Um, so we just tell you to bring your own yeah. your favorite beverages. You can bring snacks. We had a birthday cake on here last week, yeah. so yeah. nice. Nice. And we should have had a birthday cake because our one of our guests today just celebrated. And our producer, Wayne, just celebrated a birthday, yeah, too. So what a, a, a party fail. Party yeah. fail. So, Dale, thanks so much. We're going to be cruising up and down the river as we talk to everybody and listening to the flow band. And, uh, I don't know, just kind of hanging out. Yeah. Thanks so much for your time. Can I thanks, throw then. my website out there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and we'll make sure it's in the show notes. Tell everybody yeah, where they find you on social media. Yeah. All right. Uh, you can find us on the web. John just started, so he forgot to ask. <laughs> you, you, it's, our, it's early. You can find us on the web at www.cruisingtikispittsburgh.com. Okay. Uh, we're on Facebook, and we're on Twitter, and we're on Instagram at Tiki's Pittsburgh. And, and that's uh, T-I-K-I-S? T-I-K-I-S. The cruising is cruising minus the G. Oh, right. Yeah. Pittsburgh spelled out. That's, or you can give us a call at toll-free, yep. 833-744-8454. Just go online, pull up a calendar of availability, pick your date, come cruise with us. Yeah. And okay. we got to give a shout-out to Frank Nicotero, comedian, who uh, put us Frank. in touch with Dale. I love Frank. I miss him. Come back to Pittsburgh, brother. Yeah, right. Cool. All right, coming up, we're going to talk to Katie all about social media. To the left of me, what's the song like? Clowns to the right of me, jokers to the left, but that's not Here what I want to I am stuck, stuck in, in the middle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Has nothing to do with who's to my left is Miss Katie Love Social, right? How does yes. that work? How is that? Like, I follow you on Instagram mm-hmm. and I love the stuff you do. And it, you're, you're very well known, of course, for your affiliation with Gabby. Sure. But it goes beyond, beyond, beyond that because we actually were talking about having you on. And we had a couple of Point Park students tell us how they had the opportunity to hear you speak at school and just said, you know, how eye-opening it was to talk to you about how social media, as Dale kind of said, you know, is really becoming that powerhouse to get the word out. 
So welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Excited to be on a tiki boat. It's awesome. Yeah. And have you more, ever been on one before? Um, definitely not. Yeah, same. <laughs> and, you know, we have to give a shout out to to Aaron, right? Because Aaron did precede her. However, at this point, I think we're pretty happy that Katie's here. And she doesn't, she doesn't need Aaron. as You don't need Aaron as a prop. I definitely don't need no, Aaron. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean, who is Aaron? My husband? <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got married in October. Aaron. 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 Yep. Aaron Martin, which I actually had to still keep the last name Love. Oh, yeah. I know that's right. controversial, but, yeah, you know, okay. it's all about branding. Yes. Yeah, right. My company's Love Social Media. My handles are Katie Love Social. Yeah, it works perfectly. It works great. It works yes. perfect. It's We're awesome. spinning, which I can't wait for Rachel to puke. We're all going point. to vomit. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to vomit. Yeah. So let's just, we, before we got on the boat, we talked about, and we want to bring Rick C back in the, in the conversation a little bit because the social media side, but you started, you didn't start off running a social media company. Tell right. us how you adapted. Yeah. So I worked for NBC local news or across the country, different cities. I moved almost every year for eight years mm. and um, met my husband, Aaron, in Aww. Virginia. Aww. Hard eyes um, emoji. <laughs> Hard eyes emoji. <laughs> um, and I came to Pittsburgh with Aaron, who's working at PXI, thought I was going to be working for a local news station and really had this breakthrough that I could maybe go out and do something on my own, which is so scary to, you know, go to school for something, have your whole career invested, and then all of a sudden say, okay, I think I want to be hashtag girl boss. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yes. Are you going to continue to speak in hashtags and emojis? Because I, I really challenge you to do that the I rest of the interview. I think it's really hashtag important. Okay, I love it. I love it. <laughs> You're super hokey like me, so this is cool. Okay, so go ahead. So, yeah, it is, it, you know, I think we talk about even, like, people who are in school now and college now, and we hear such, you know, serious topic story about job placement and how there's, you know, unfortunately a decline in, in anybody getting a job out of college at times and so they ponder what do I do and in your situation that wasn't the case you had opportunities but you thought you know this might be something I like more and how has that changed your life well we're in an age now where you can really create your own job so I knew I had skills in video editing storytelling and seem to be doing well on social media so how do I create a life for myself where I have some flexibility I'm not up at 3 a.m. covering the fires and the storms and you know the terrible things happening but I'm able to have a life where I'm in control and I think a lot of especially Millennials this is huge now right they're not working in a traditional office they're working in a co-working space like I am where it's just a bunch of um, individuals who are trying to create something new, something exciting, and really be, I feel like uh, this is, again, hokey, but, like, be in control of your destiny. So true. Mm -hmm. And so it's been really rewarding to feel like, okay, I got this. I'm making a living. I have a couple people who I pay, who I pay. You know, mm -hmm. that's, for me, it was such a an incredible thing to say, okay, I, I'm actually doing well that I need to hire someone, yes. which is right. can be scary. Right. But yeah. I think you guys have learned that social media can really change things, not only for podcasts, but business owners. And, you know, seeing someone who is struggling, like a salon owner or a local bar, and then being able to get on Facebook and Instagram and change those cut, like followers into clients, we're changing the economy with social media. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And let's go back really quick to your previous job, because we talked, you know, that um, some people might have the perception of being a news reporter is kind of glamorous and you get to go to all these things, yeah. you know, you fix your hair, fix your makeup, go to this thing and, and, you know, stand out in front of fires, car wrecks, get bad news. But the thing is, is that. <laughs> so Wayne, the ultimate engineering professional is waving like crazy at us and he's waving at people on the shore. <laughs> I'm like, nice. wait, are we sinking? Grab the lifeboat for God's I knew we sake. weren't sinking because we're only going eight. <laughs> But uh, no, leave that in there. So anyways, you know, just like an EMS or a public safety person, there's a psychological factor that could be very hard for a news reporter, right? It, you know, there definitely is. Just to be vulnerable and honest, there were a lot of nights I was going home and crying and not sleeping. And it was really, really tough on me. I think I told you before we started, I was covering a lot of cases that dealt with missing and murdered children. Oh. And um, as a reporter, you don't think about that. You're thinking, wow, I'm going to be on TV. Someone's going to do my hair and makeup, and it's going to be amazing. But there are people behind the stories that you're telling. 
And um, it got to, I, I felt an immense pressure to tell these stories and to make sure that the, these families had justice. And, um, you know, when I was wrapping up my career with journalism, a serial killer, I'd covered three girls who had been murdered and it was a very brutal situation. And he was finally caught hmm. after about 10 years. And then I felt, okay, I can walk away from this, but yeah. you're right. It's really emotionally tough because you take it as, I mean, that's your job. So even though you're not the, the law enforcement officer or the judge or the legal part, you, your job is to report it, right. And to tell the story. So you were very invested in it. So I'm sure like to close that chapter really meant something like I have to move on now. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I remember standing with a mother her 18-year-old daughter was um, taken by a cab driver, and I got a sketch from a few cities away. And I said, this looks like the guy who took Morgan. And But this is a few cities away, and she's like, Katie, I think that's him. Oh, my God. She called oh, the FBI, and it was him. Jesus. Wow. And, and being able to off, I mean, it, she credits me with connecting mm. the cases. Wow, and that sounds like Kristen Dorschner too yeah, right. from Beaver exactly. County Times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I can't imagine that pre that has to be a pressure on you too, right? Like I didn't sign up for this part. I went to school to learn how to, you know, report news, and this is right. this is be what it's become. So. Right. I mean, you're a shoulder to cry on. She'd call me at two a.m. and say, "When are we going to find this guy? Can you help me get the word out?" I, you know, p officers have an immense job as well. It's so mm -hmm. difficult. Oh, absolutely. But families really turn to the news sometimes yeah. too when they feel like they need answers yep mm -hmm. yeah. yeah good point so let's turn it uh, to the more positive side yeah. because reporters these, these <laughs> days are fun. they're, <laughs> they're doing reporters are tasked with social media now right right so this is crazy and uh talk about just some of the fun things you've been able to do we know you've been in touch with gabby to kind of yeah. tell us a little bit about so that So that's been really cool do you love that gabby is known as gabby Right, right. Like, you don't even need to say Prince Gabby Barrett. Gabby, yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. So about a year ago, her dads, we're talking about Gabby Barrett, who was third on American Idol, contacted me. She did a Google search, Social Media Pittsburgh, saw my website, saw all the pink and the glitter, and said, I think my 17-year-old daughter would relate. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. And I'm just wondering, I think she's pretty good at singing, but... I'm not sure where this is going. Can we do some YouTube videos? So we did YouTube videos right in my living room. Hundreds of thousands of views of this 17-year-old girl, you know, who has this huge voice and this fantastic personality. Mm -hmm. So American Idol contacts her through YouTube after seeing these videos. And what people may not know is she did the um, initial interview and with me on my living room. So she talked a little bit about this on the show. Her dad is a janitor at Goodwill. At night, he works a second and third job uh, cleaning different corporate buildings. She goes to clean. She would go after doing her school wow. to clean. And they didn't have a laptop. And so when American Idol called, she called me so upset. I'm so, I don't have a laptop. I'm embarrassed to do it in my home. Can we do it at your house? Oh, my God. I said, of course. So we sit there. They tell you between 12 and 3, we're going to call in. You just have to be ready. Like Comcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't yeah. Ask that. Yeah. They're no longer exactly. responding. No. <laughs> so, of course, at 2.58, they call in. Oh, my God. And, and they say, hi, I'm the American Idol producer. Can you sing? She sings one line, and they go, stop. And it's just this dead silence, and I can oh. feel her nerves. And they say, okay, you're moving on. So she skips the line for American Idol. She goes right to see the judges. And oh, my God. I did not know that. No. So that's like a little secret tip because they were able wow. to find her. Breaking news, Hannah. Yeah. Breaking we news. are all wow. about that. Yeah, so that's she, so cool. So I was in L.A. two weeks ago, front front center, watching her doing the finale. And, I mean, we're she's now 18. But yeah. to she's performing in front of millions of people watch American Idol and I've got to say some of them are harsh on social media and they forget yeah, yeah. it's just an 18 oh, year old kid, girl yeah. it's ridiculous yeah. Yeah. but then we have of course the city of Pittsburgh mm. who embracing it embracing it she came here and she was just in tears that so many people who showed up at the casino to see her perform 
just watching her, loving her, loving her story, what yeah. she's been through, and she said it was the best day of her life. That's so awesome. Yeah. So let's let's play one of those radio things here. Hey, Katie, will you? We're going to take a break. Can you stay with us into through the next break until we We've talk never to Rick Seaback? I don't know. There's why literally we're doing no that. place to go though. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, I didn't know that was so, new. Because we do want to talk about more <laughs> about the social media part, but uh, we're going to listen to the Flow Band coming up here. We're going to have Rick Seaback come on and hang with us and talk about social media with you sure. too as well. You good with that? I'm very good. You're with like, that. yeah, I can't get off this stupid boat anyways. <laughs> not meaning stupid boat with not you, stupid, stupid people. Dale, not, not stupid, stupid. Dale. Don't. I hope you put your guns away. All right, this is the Flow Man. I know. <laughs> hey, it's T Robe, and you're listening to your Jag Off podcast. If you don't listen to your Jag Off podcast, consider yourself strained up. Somebody shut that jag off up. <laughs> well, you had his microphone, so he was yeah, right. up for a quick yeah, minute. Right. So now we're going to bring in Rick C back again. As you said, Rachel leaves like uh, five, uh, five Steve times Steve Martin. Or like that He's the Steve yeah, Martin of right? the jag off. So, Rick, welcome back to the jag off podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Well, and you came so dressed for the occasion. Love I'm in like dark clothes. Well, you clothes guys came looking like you're going to a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> no, our Hannah told us that we look night. We've been dressing up, so we thought that was the trend. So yes. this is our dress up outfit. Yeah. We're not going to a. Did funeral. you know you were going on a tiki boat? We did. <laughs> we did. Believe it or not, there's nothing like black on a tiki boat. <laughs> whoa, yo. Well, we're sad because whoa, hey, there's whoa, some hey. waves there going on there. Uh, so, Rick, you're on because... Hold on, I have to clear my throat. Let me clear my throat. <laughs> 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 the only way, yeah. So, uh, you're, la- a year or so ago, you started the Nebby uh, campaign to raise money. And you raise a fair amount of money, not only to produce the small number of episodes you produced, you're able to produce... You were trying for six, and now you're able to do eight because of the seven. money that you were We're going to do seven. Okay, there you go. Yes. And uh, so, what have been the Nebby episodes? Nebby episodes that have been out so far? Well, number one was a short history of Route 88. And we followed Route 88 down from where it starts in Overbrook all the way down to Point Marion. And uh, number two was a show called Meet Pittsburgh about good places you can get meat in Pittsburgh. Dropped in Ernie Ritchie. Ernie Ritchie, yeah. yeah. That's right. And uh, number three was people who've written books around here. And we talked to a variety of authors, mostly fiction. Uh, a couple of poets, and uh, now I'm working on number four, which is going to be called the Pittsburgh Vintage Mixer, because we shot the whole thing in one day at the Pittsburgh Vintage Mixer. Is that right? How yeah, in, that? in Lawrenceville at the Teamster right. Temple. Yeah. So okay. looking forward to that. Okay, so then the next one will be how to survive a tiki boat ride with <laughs> Navigator Dale. <laughs> hey, it's more fun when there's waves. All right, right. You know, and, and I, I'd read up about the boat, so I knew that you were supposed to bring your own refreshments. Wait, look at this. Are so, we taking video you know, right now? Look at I, uh, this. Oh, my. I went and visited my friends last night at Hidden Harbor. And uh, if you haven't been to Hidden Harbor, it's a spectacular bar in Shadyside. All tiki. And actually, I was there one night when the Pittsburgh Tiki Club was there. And I took them aside and I said, you know, is this place really, you know, what, what do tiki people think of this? And they said, we are so proud, we can't believe it. It has, like, become one of the most important tiki bars in America. And at the big tiki convention in Miami, uh, Hidden Harbor from Pittsburgh made all the drinks because they do all their own juices. And it's really a spectacular thing. And uh, I worked last night with, uh, I worked with Sarah and... Uh, also with uh, Jamie and Manuel, who were tending bar last night, and I said I, I explained what I needed, and so they whipped us up a batch of painkillers. Oh my! So what? And, <laughs> and painkillers have, uh, of course, some rum. They actually gave me tiki ice as well. Oh my God, Rick is doing all the and work on this cruise right then, now. <laughs> um, I'm going to take one of these cups, and they said, "Put some ice." I, I took my own growler, and they filled it with. Uh, Painkillers. I said, put ice in. 
shake it, and then serve. I, I had this all in my freezer overnight, so we should be good. And um, I thought, you know, here... <laughs> So what's happening, boat. what's happening right now is we're all hanging out watching Rick Seaback play bartender. He's shaking his growler. He's got plastic glasses out on the deck and colorful straws. And so make sure when you're listening to the podcast, go to the Facebook page, and at some point you'll see video There's of this. There's not only colorful straws. We have uh, great stirrers that are <laughs> banana on one side and dolphin on the other side. And... Oh my, so Rick is pouring. <laughs> and we're pouring something called painkillers. 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 Well, we, said we only have Dramamine on this side of the boat, but Rick has painkillers on that <laughs> side. <laughs> oh my God. This is so again, you'll if you're listening, make sure you go to the Facebook page at some point after the podcast comes out. And uh, we're gonna be day drinking with Rick Seatback for God's sake. This is a cool thing. Say it right, God. God, yeah. Rick's, it's Rick Seaback. Oh, God. That, you really did a good job of narrating what went down. Um, like, I'm really impressed. Thanks. One yeah. more. Get a little ice in these last ones. Okay, so he's got some crushed okay. ice dumping in there. And, and so do you think we could maybe ask then, the question of the day to Katie while we're getting yeah, drinks let's made? Do by, oh, yeah, okay. let's do it. Yeah. So since, I mean, we love the fact <laughs> that this is so interactive and, and Rick is is making drinks. Like, who can say that now, right? right. We're having drinks made by Rick Seaback, just FYI. But every time, and, and Aaron sticks. would tell you, when you're on the podcast, we have this thread that's the question of the day. So get ready, because this is hard hitting. Okay. Okay. <laughs> In honor of this tiki tour... If proper wardrobe were required, would you rather have a grass skirt, coconut bra, or more alcohol to not think about it? Yeah, number two. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> coconut bra? Well, you know, it's, I, I'd rather see it on probably Rick. What do you think? Good point, Katie. I that mean, really way good. better suited for him. Yeah, this is true. Actually, we have to ask Dale the question Dale. here. Dale, what, what if you had those three choices? Do you need the choices again? Okay. Time. I was actually Dale. trying to captain this boat. <laughs> He's so mad that we keep saying the wrong word. <laughs> okay, in honor of the tiki tour, if proper wardrobe were required, would you rather have a grass skirt on, a coconut bra, or have more alcohol to not think about it? Well, I think you're going three. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to go three. <laughs> There's not many rules. We're actually floating on it tiki bar on the right. water so right you can't have many rules when you do that good point good point <laughs> i have to have rules but you guys <laughs> we want the only rule is we want you to have fun while you're on here that's a good rule so right now there are now there are the drinks are poured the colorful straws are in there there are um, dolphin slash banana stirs yeah. and now umbrellas going into the drinks oh, by bartender awesome. rick Seabank. you want the full tiki experience yeah. don't you <laughs> and uh, I, I can't say enough thanks to sarah and Jamie and Manuel last night because they were really fun and they had fun doing this and um, it's you know the, the Hidden Harbor is such a weird place and a fun place and unexpected that's what makes it weird you don't expect a world class tiki bar on Shady Avenue in, Shady, in uh, Squirrel Hill but um, I also have a Hidden Harbor shirt on yeah yeah we see that yeah so uh, did you color coordinate your cups with your shirt well uh, actually, all of this is is totally due to Sarah at yeah. the, at the yeah. bar. So, so we'll distribute here. there. There's Hannah. Awesome. Hannah There's, gets a drink you pass there. Pass them across. I'm. Uh... <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Thank you, Wayne. Oh, couple of waves there. Perfectly timing as we're passing the drinks around. So let's. Uh, we'll let uh, Rick do a toast here, right? Or we do a toast to Rick, right? Hey, well, let's no. Let's toast the Allegheny River. That's, yeah, and and our captain Dale, right? The Allegheny <laughs> well, River. Well, then he can't yeah. drink. Cheers, everybody. Something Dale. other than. <laughs> Cheers, Cheers, everybody. Yeah, Cheers. thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Rick. Wow. Excellent. So, Rick, as we're drinking here, we're talking about wow. your your Nebby series oh is God. out. But I think it's kind of interesting that we have Katie here talking about social media and how social media, like you know, um, it wasn't around when you started, right? No, and how no, it no. influences your life as a storyteller, let alone how it influenced your life as in the Kickstarter campaign, right? Couldn't have done it without uh, social oh, media. Oh, no, no. It's, it was largely a Kickstarter. I mean, the Kickstarter was largely a uh, social media thing. I mean, uh, and we felt it was like, it was totally in the tradition of doing pledge breaks, um, where you ask people to, you know, fund something, only it was totally fun. Right. And... Uh, 
I worked a lot with Dave Hallowell, who's our social media guy at QED, and he was great. He's one of the old Dave and Daves. If someone remembers oh, right. the Dave yeah, and yeah. Dave show, yeah. uh, Dave Hallowell was one of the Daves, and he's, I think, brilliant at it and uh, a great uh, graphic designer as well. So we had totally fun uh, putting things together, trying to surprise each other and outdo each other. And, <laughs> you know, it's a dance. You, you can't be too relentless, yeah. but you have to be relentless. Right. And uh, so, you know, we look for every possible angle to play, and uh, we raised $144,000 for wow. these seven That's shows. Good. So, good yeah. um, And, uh, you know, we're having fun now. I, I'm saying we're probably a little bit slower than we expected to be with getting them done. Oh, okay. But, you know, um, <laughs> that's why we're, you know, t- trying various things uh, to try and keep the, the cost down and all of that. But, you know, I'm guessing that when these seven are done, we'll see what we can do next. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So, I'm, and, you know, I know you get this question a lot, but the way Pittsburgh has grown, Rick, there has to be, like, what is the biggest change for you that you're seeing that you really appreciate and are, are kind of focusing on what's you know i know there's that we just talked with bill flanagan about how much has changed economically from your standpoint and being a pittsburgher and covering so many different things is it a neighborhood that's kind of you know come to be look at you know east liberty that has now become the hub of so many different things or the north side that grew into the north shore what is it for you that is kind of your biggest wow moment well i mean i actually always say that i think the thing that makes pittsburgh most charming is that we have been blessed with this incredible influx of new things. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, I love all the new restaurants. I yes. mean, and, you know, there, there are so many new restaurants, you can't get to them all. Yep. And um, I still love the fact, though, that we have old things. And that's what's always made Pittsburgh charming, I think. You know, is, you know we, we have tons of new restaurants in Lawrenceville, but we still have the Grant Bar in Millvale. Sure. And you can still get that old Pittsburgh feel if you want it. You can go to Amel's and Rankin, um, you know, and some of my old haunts. They're still there and they're still thriving. And I think that even people who come here develop a special affection for them. So, you know, what do I like most about the change? I don't know. That it just seems to be new life and excitement and uh, people like living here. I've always liked living here. <laughs> uh, me too. But we just found out that I guess now we were ranked the best place for young people to move. I saw that I, I, the mayor crazy. the mayor had retweeted that or something. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's the just something I never... Best place for millennials to live or something, yeah. yeah. Which is why I live here, but... Mother <laughs> 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 Yeah. Katie just gave me like an aw. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> this is like 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I just think people look at you obviously as an icon. We're so fortunate to have you here in the sense that you epitomize all of this change. So I think <laughs> it, it you do. And I think it's important to kind of show that you you bring things up every episode that we're like, wow, we've never even heard of that. So kudos to you for kind of well, keeping that, it fresh. That's, also. that's the joy of my job, too, is I get to spend the time to discover things. And, yeah. you know, on, on a Thursday morning, sometimes I get to go on a tiki boat, you know, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Just Can to see you- what it's like. Did you, uh, were you, uh, I didn't know, did you have a question for Rick? I didn't know. Oh, well, I, I was just thinking about the difference, you know, someone who's been here for so long and someone like me who's been, you know, here only a year. And for me, I think the technology, right. I'm near, especially near my co-working space, I'm near Uber, I'm near yeah. Google. It's amazing for someone like me who's an entrepreneur and is starting something up. Yeah. So you can speak to the fact that that's why it was now ranked what it was ranked. But those of us who have been here 40 plus years are kind of like the transformation is just impeccable. Right. So I live in East Liberty and everyone tells me you wouldn't have wanted to live here a few years ago. And I I think it's amazing. I walked a whole food. Look at Rick's face. (laughs) Rick, you don't think I. What about East Liberty? How do you feel about that? He was just holding on because the boat was rocking. Oh, okay. No, no. No, there are people that would tell you you definitely wanted to live in East Liberty at various points. You know, um, it was kind of a victim of some urban renewal during the 50s right. and 60s. But, I mean, uh, you know, East Liberty's had many golden eras, I think. It's not just now. We're not, this isn't the first golden era of East Liberty. True. I can remember when I first started here, so many people said to me, you need to do a show about East Liberty. I just couldn't find enough old pictures. Right. You know, but there were once like six or seven movie theaters there. And, wow. you know, East Liberty was a thriving community. 
Sure. Um, it's had its ups and downs. It seems to be going up right now. But, I mean, still there are people that aren't real happy about that. So Yeah, that's true. Um, it's always, there's a balance, that's, that's for sure. So storytelling has become like the name of what marketing people do, right, Katie? And it's funny because Rick has been a storyteller his entire journalistic life, right? So it just, the medium has changed or added to your workload, right, Rick, from a storytelling standpoint? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's made it easier and harder, you know? <laughs> Actually, I, I mean, I can remember. We didn't have the internet when I started making these programs. Yeah. Right. Um, I know that uh, we did a show called, in 1998, we did a hot dog program for PBS, a national show. And that was literally the first program we ever used search engines on. Yep. There was no Google then, uh, but there were a, a number of search engines all around. And we would, I, my, the woman that I worked with at that point, um, Nancy Coates, she and I had kind of a competition to see who could find another uh, search engine and find more hot dog places. And that, because uh, like a couple years before that, I did an ice cream show and we did that totally by word of mouth. We would ask people, oh, wow. okay, where, where are the best ice cream places that you know? We went to an ice cream convention in Lancaster, PA. We asked everybody there, I think, give me your top five ice cream places and that's how we but ended up. Do you see up. a little bit that social media is doing that? It's bringing back the word on the street kind of thing because it's really personal opinion. Right. And so, it makes it really and when fast I went too. <laughs> absolutely. And I think journalism changed as we've spoken in the last couple episodes that when I was in school for journalism, you didn't insert your opinion whereas now we're kind of looking to some of those people like a Katie or a you or you know, those types of people to say, "What do you think?" because it sort of starts to mold what the what the trend is or what the opinion and is. Rachel, it's all about personality. So some Someone like Rick is really going to stand out. He's got a great personality and someone who's going to show who he is. I've noticed just sharing my life, being a little bit vulnerable, allows people to resonate with me and also not feel like they're constantly being marketed to, right? Exactly. We we look for a shirt. That shirt appears on your Facebook feed. It then appears on your Instagram feed. Yeah, and it's the right. creepiest <laughs> thing yeah. ever. Yeah, it's creepy. It's so yeah. creepy. And I've got to tell you right now, the biggest trend in social media is influencer marketing. Mm -hmm. So you might have heard of that word influencer. So instead of you seeing an ad of just a dress, instead, you're going to see your favorite YouTuber casually wearing that dress and right. casually throwing in they got it from this name brand yeah. so it's not so in your face instead we're using personalities people yep. to sell their yeah, products good point. Good point. Yeah. rick how have you speaking of the influencer part you are an influencer you know you come on you know people like to have you come to the restaurant and you know it means a lot but how do you keep stable how do you keep that stable as far as your integrity you know what i mean i mean you if really I get asked like to do it, a lot of things it. Gotcha. What's what's that? I said if I don't like something, I don't post. Okay, okay. You know, if, even if it's just mediocre, yeah. I, I I tend to not post anything okay. about it. Um, so it's sort of self censorship, I guess. Yeah. Um, I worked when I, I lived in Columbia, South Carolina, for many years, and I worked as a uh, a book reviewer there. And I remember the editor, my editor at the uh, state newspaper, uh, said, uh, "I'm not looking for negative reviews unless it's a huge bestseller." He said, because right. I just want to encourage people to read. Right. So give us positive reviews. He said, you can take as many books as you want, but I only want to hear about the ones you love. Right. Or that you like for sure. some reason. And so mm -hmm. that's, I think I've sort of maintained that um, throughout all of this. You know, if I, you know, I, I, I've been championing, championing this little new Thai restaurant in Vlanox. A guy on Facebook, uh, Kevin Yenerol, sent me a text and said, hey, my wife's opening a new uh, Thai restaurant in Blanox, you should stop by. And I just, I think I was in my office and I was thinking about what am I going to do for dinner tonight? And I just went there. I didn't realize it was the first day. <laughs> oh, wow. And it was so delicious. It was just wow. like the best Thai food I'd ever had. Wow. And so I've been back three times and plan to get back soon. <laughs> right, right. And that's the beauty of Pittsburgh, too. Yeah, right. And, uh, you know, and Rick, not only just an influencer from a face and a voice standpoint, the funny thing is we took him to uh, our friend Ernie Ritchie who helps us take food to the porch tours every summer. And uh, we walked in and we introduced him and about the sausage. 
Rick turns and he looks at this sausage making machine or thing, or he goes, "Oh, that was that's a Famco linker." And he goes, "Yeah, right. That's what he, <laughs> what said. he said." And I'm like, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, they used to make those in Pittsburgh." So no, he's no, like this database. Here, yes, you know, you hear it, you hear it clicking, and all of a sudden he knows what this is. So it's it's crazy what you know. Well, <laughs> well, so it's crazy what I know about hot dogs <laughs> <laughs> because I, having done a hot dog show, I, I always say the thing that I really learned was that if I'm going to have a hot dog. And they're not always good for you. I want it to be a natural casing hot dog. Yeah, right. And they're hard to find because yeah. most people serve you a skinless wiener. But skinless wieners were invented in Pittsburgh <laughs> at Melon Institute. Yeah, like fifth grade oh class right God. here, right? <laughs> but, you know, he, he's doing it right. He's staying true to himself. He's being ge- genuine. He's showing off what's important to him in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the best way to be an influencer. Good yeah. point. Yeah, That's stick it, with what you know, right? Yeah, for sure. Exactly. So, uh, uh, we're showing off the boat. Right yeah, we're, we're, spin- we really are. <laughs> we're, we're doing times. a make Rachel vomit maneuver right <laughs> now. <laughs> so, oh, there you go. Got to have him. We need the Jagoff sign up there. <laughs> so, well, so Rick, uh, before we close and, and head back to the dock here, because it's a beautiful day out here and Rachel's about to vomit. And, um, Talk about where everybody finds and keeps track of all your Nebby series at this point and how they buy them, watch them. Um, all the Nebbies are on YouTube. If you go to YouTube and search Nebby mm-hmm. or, uh, or WQED, and uh, you know, you'll see the lineup, I think, at this point, the, yeah. the shows that exist and the ones that are coming. They're also all on the WQED website, wqed.org slash Nebby. You'll see them all immediately. Yeah. Um, on Instagram, I'm at Rick Seaback. Yeah. Um, on Twitter, I'm at Rick Wait, Around Here. Rick Around Here, yes. Yeah, that was that was because when we first started, again, I think it was Dave Hallowell's influence. He said, "No, on Twitter, you should have some unusual name." And so uh, I had done this show called Houses Around Here, and I always liked that sort of, you know, it sounds like we're talking about things around here. Yeah. So Rick Around Here, okay. I took uh, yeah. and. Yeah. Uh, on Facebook, I'm just Rick Seaback, yeah. too. Yeah, so. just Rick Seaback. Katie, I find this... Oh, go ahead. No, oh, go ahead. No, uh, we used to have this talk with Frank uh, from the Talent Network about how people don't get the same names on Instagram and Twitter for branding and things like that, yes. you know? Uh, thanks, Rach. No, it is. And uh, so it's kind of interesting. It's hard for people to find. I mean, somebody like Rick is easy to find, right? right. But uh, when you're making that recommendation for people to start an Instagram, is it really about... The personal branding is about the, what it represents. What do you suggest? Well, it's important to stay consistent, really, and have some be known for something. So if you go on my Instagram, you're going to see pink and confetti and gold. And people are always like, oh, you're the you're the pink social media girl. And I'm like, yeah. exactly. I want I know, you. You stole it from me, Kate. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. He was I'm upset really for sorry. a minute, but I got him over it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but branding's really important yep. because yeah. it's such a crowded field. Everybody yeah. wants to be someone who gets stuff for free and a mommy blogger and everything. Yeah, yeah. And so. <laughs> yeah. <right>. Oh, <laughs> I love ah! that face. <laughs> I get that's like true. 10 yeah. emails a day yeah. about like, how do I become a famous mommy blogger and get to live life in Disney World for free? Yeah. Who says that? I mean, like everyone. Ah. Well, I, we had the same. Uh, never mind. We, we'll get into that another time. But uh, <laughs> no. Um, well, so your recommendation, like like Gabby, sure. you know, what would be, you know, what you recommend her name? And, but we had the guy, remember last week we had the guy from the, uh, the salt room. Out oh, at the yeah, Robinson right. Mall. He didn't put his name. He didn't put his name of his business. He put what he represents, which is, uh, um, oh, my gosh. See, it's terrible. Like holistic living. Negative ions. Negative ions. Negative yeah. ions. Because he works with negative ions. So that, I thought that was pretty brilliant. I mean, on that's his a great part. way to stand out. I mean, yeah. someone like Gabby can stand on her singing. But if you don't have a ni- are you okay? I'm fine. Oh I know. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Someone on this you. boat is turning green. I'm we're not going to say who. Wow, it's um, bad, dude. We're not going to say who. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Deep breath. Deep breath like they're in Lamaze <laughs> class right Woo. now. <laughs> a little blood light. Don't take it for us but, over here. <laughs> um, but yeah, it. No matter what you choose, your name or your business name, just stay consistent. And I'm constantly yeah. saying like, Katie loves social. Katie loves social. Right. And. It's important to promote yourself. And I mean, if there's a hundred different social media managers, why are they going to pick me? How am I yeah. going to stand out? And a lot of that has to do with content. Yep. I mean, photos are really important. Video, which I know you guys are doing a great job yeah. with. I mean, people want to see you. They want to see your faces. They want to see you interacting. And that's huge on social media. Yeah. Good point. 
Cool. Good. Well, we're going to wrap up Good this Good tips. Can uh, we just episode? ask Rick his question? Oh, yeah, we have to ask oh, yeah. Rick the question. Okay. Yeah. He's taking pictures right taking now. taking pictures of the fountain. We're right at the point. <laughs> Rick, we'll just start the question. You can pick up your microphone at any point that's good for you. So I don't know if you heard while you were mixing drinks and being our mixologist, but we said in honor of this tiki tour, if proper wardrobe were required, would you rather have a grass skirt on, a coconut bra, or more alcohol <laughs> to not think about it? <laughs> I love that he's thinking so hard. Or are you I, getting sick like me? <laughs> no, no, come on. There's nothing sick about this at all. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm just, uh, I'm tempted to go grass skirt. Grass me skirt? Too. That's my yeah. Thing too. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and like, while we're here, like, twirling around the point, right at the, the point of the point, I, I, we have to point out the Mr. Rogers Memorial. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because so many people are paying attention to him, a man who knew no social media. Yeah, right. right. Good point. Good yeah. point. You know? Yep. He didn't even know cell phones. Yeah. But actually, yeah. when people say, can I take a picture with you? I always say, I live by the Fred Rogers rule. He said, you never say no to a photo. Ah. Okay, because that. it's so easy. Yeah, wow. That's so true. And so, you know. And his uh, documentary comes out today. Is it today? Tomorrow. Yeah. tomorrow. Or today or tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. There tomorrow, we go. Yeah. 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 Won't wow. you be my neighbor? Yeah. Wow. Which, which has several pieces from the documentary I did about him in 1988 when wow. it was his 20th oh anniversary. Really? Now it's his 50th anniversary. And I've been uh-huh. to QED 31 years. It was one of the first things I did when Do I got there. Do you feel blessed that you come across him? I'm sorry? You feel blessed that you've come across him? Oh, of course. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's, yeah his past. No, no. He, he was a good guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally cool. So that is the Jagoff Podcast. Rachel has her head on the counter. And uh, we got to tell I'll do all the thank yous if you don't mind. <clears throat> Dale, get, grab a microphone there. Tell everybody where they find you again. Once again. <coughs> knocked my paper towels on the ground. I feel we might need those for Rachel soon. Uh, you can find me, you can find us, Cruisin' Tiki's Pittsburgh, at www.cruisin'tikispittsburgh.com. You can find us on Facebook, at Tiki's Pittsburgh, Twitter, at Tiki's Pittsburgh, or you can call us at 833-744-8454, which actually works out to be 833-PGH-TIKI. Pittsburgh nice, TV. nice work on that. Boy, yeah. Katie would be proud of you. Thanks and for coming And thanks to board, all guys. of our guests. Thanks, thanks to Katie Love. Uh, for coming on our boat with us, right? Yeah, and Rick thanks, back, Rick. The, what bar again? What complimented I was just us? Say, can we say th- Hidden yes. Harbor one more time for the painkillers? Oh my! Hidden God. Harbor. It's right next door. <laughs> right next door to the Independent. And I think if you're going to come on the Tiki boat, it's definitely worth going to talk to the people at Hidden Harbor because they obviously can make you up a really good Tiki, you know, kit absolutely. To go. So, uh, and if you're coming on the tiki boat, make sure you talk. If you're going to the to the bar, ask the bar to make sure they call, um, keep uh, Old Smoky Distillery there, right? Because Chandler Carranza uh, sponsored this podcast. And between the moonshine, the whiskey, the different flavors, blueberry is among their favorites. They what's said. the caramel? Salted caramel Salted moonshine. Caramel moonshine. Mm-hmm. There's a really good recipe. Unbelievable on, on yeah. vanilla ice cream. So, uh, anyways, and thanks to Rick Seaback again. Thanks to Deal. Thanks to our uh, overall sponsor. Don't forget, they're going to have something with Ryan Chazier. Total Sports Enterprises at the Mall at Robinson has a one-track mind, and that is sports. Check out tseshop.com for a list of events like Saturday's fan favorite, Ryan Chazier, who will make his first appearance since his injury last fall. He will sign autographs at 1 p.m. on Saturday, and you can get your pre-sale items at tseshop.com. Make Father's Day special with a Shay Leave ticket. And thanks again to everybody for coming down on the river. Now we just continue to day drink while you listen to the rest of the flow band.